Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Welcome and thank you for listening to the New Christian Podcast. I am so grateful that you have subscribed and that you're listening. Please leave a comment on my social media so that I can see where you're listening from. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to uh, send you prayers uh, and uh, see how you're benefiting from this podcast. You can reach me on my social media at facebook.com forward slash Preacher Jim C and my YouTube channel, also Preacher Jim C. The way that you can subscribe to this podcast is you go to your podcast platform, either Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. You search for my name, James Chambers, and there you will see the new Christian podcast. Click and subscribe, click that subscribe button, and you will receive weekly updates on this podcast. Now let's get into this week's topic. You know, today in the podcast, we are going to continue our series talking about freedom. This week, we will be looking at Paul's letter to the Galatians in chapter 4, verses 12 through 20. And the topic that I want to focus on today is friends that tell the truth. Friends that tell the truth. So so let me start with this question before we read the scriptures. Have you ever had a friend who was afraid to tell you the truth? Or were you yourself afraid to tell someone the truth uh, because you loved them and you, they needed to hear the truth, but you were afraid to tell them? Well, let's take a look at today's passage and unpack that and see how God's Word helps us in developing this uh, telling the truth in love and to your friends. Now remember, we're in Galatians chapter 4, verses 12 through 20. So let's begin reading. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to live as I do in freedom from these things, for I have become like you Gentiles, free from those laws. You did not mistreat me when I first preached to you. Surely you remember that I was sick when I first brought you the good news. But even though my condition tempted you to reject me, you did not despise me nor turn away. No, you looked me in in and cared you let me in you took me in and you cared for me as though i was an angel from god or even christ jesus himself where is that joyful and grateful spirit you felt then i am sure you should have taken out your own eyes and given them to me if it had been possible Have I now become your enemy because I am telling you the truth? 
Those false teachers are so eager to win your favor, but their intentions are not good. They are trying to shut you off from me so that you will pay attention only to them. If someone is eager to do good, good things for you, that's all right. But let them do it all the time, not just when I'm with you. Verse 19. Oh, my dear children, I feel as if I am going through labor pains for you again, and they will continue until Christ is fully developed in your lives. I wish I were, you, I were with you right now so I could change my tone, but as this, at this distance, I don't know how else to help you. You see, I always would encourage you to read the book of Proverbs as well as in your daily reading. It offers timeless wisdom about friendship. In chapters 17, uh, verse 17, it says this, a friend loves all, all times, and a brother is born for the time of adversity. In, uh, chapter, 20, in uh, chapter 27, verse 6 of Proverbs, it says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy manipulates kisses. And in chapter 27, verse 17, it says this, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Let me go back real quick to that tw chapter 27, verse 6. Listen to this again. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy manipulates kisses. Think about that for a second. You know, from this perspective, Paul was a true friend to the Galatian believers. He cared enough to tell them the truth. His strong and emotional language in, in this epistle was a result of their close Christ-centered relationship. Apparently, in verse 13, his original stop in the region had been uh, health-related, despite the circumstances which he admitted were a trial, quote-unquote trial, to them, they had responded generously by both Paul and his message. Far from treating him badly, they had welcomed him as if he were an angel or even Christ himself. They, were, they would have ripped out their eyes for him, it says. Uh, hyperbolic, really, uh, that some think might indicate the nature of Paul's illness. Possibly, could be. They should have, have enough history of mutual care and support to know that when he rebuked them, his motivation was the love at the root of their friendship, right? Think of this in today's context. Think about it for a second. As, as we Christians pro proclaim the gospel to those that haven't repented from their sins, as we talk about our faith, have you ever experienced hostility? I know I have. Or, or anger uh, for what you are saying to these people or to a person you're ministering to. The Bible is clear. The gospel is offensive 
to those that are unfaithful. But God commands us to speak in love also without shame or apology, right? By comparison, in verse 17, the Judaizers were jealous of Paul's ministry and relationship with the Gentiles. The Judaizers wanted to drive a wedge between them them and to redirect the zeal of those new believers to their ways uh, of living. We see in verse 18, zeal was not the problem, as eagerness for righteousness is a good thing. But legalists had zeal for the law apart from Christ. You see, Paul felt like a father disciplining his children. Even more, we see in verses 19 and 20, he felt like a mother. It says, quote, in the pains of childbirth, end quote. So passionate was he, Paul, for their growth in Christ. He knew it was hard for them to hear his scolding. And he wished he could be there in person with them. So what does this look like for us today? You see, Paul provides an excellent example of what it means to speak the truth in love. Take a look at what Paul says to the letter of Ephesians in chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Then we no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect a mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ Jesus. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Amen. That, that, that's a perfect passage that sums up our talk today, right? Christ is the truth and the Holy Spirit who guides the church is the spirit of truth. Satan, by contrast, is the father of lies. As followers of Christ, we must be committed to truth. This means both that our words should be honest and that our actions should reflect Christ's integrity. Speaking the truth in love is not always easy, is it? Or convenient, or pleasant for that matter but it is necessary if the church is going to do Christ's work in the world. You see, some Christians fear that any mistake will destroy their witness for the Lord. They see their own weakness and they know that many non-Christians seem to have stronger character than they do. How can we grow up into Christ the answer is that Christ forms us into a body into into a body 
into a group of individuals who are united in their purpose and in their love for one another and for the Lord. If an individual stumbles, right, the rest of the group is there to pick them up and help them walk with God again. If an individual sins, they can find restoration through the church. We see this in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, right? Even as the rest of the body continues to witness to God's truth. So let me ask you, as part of Christ's body, do you reflect part of Christ's character and carry out your special role in his work? What do you say? What do you think? Uh, this is a difficult skill to cultivate. I know it is, but an important one at that. It helps us stand firm against deceit and to grow towards Christian maturity. It's something we must do with the body of Christ, together as the body of Christ. So here's my challenge for you today. Here it is. Are you willing to both speak and listen in this spirit? The spirit of love, but in truth. Telling the truth to someone you care about is so much important, is so critical. Because when we skirt around the truth and we don't uh, come right out and tell a friend who we love what is truth and what is true, doing it in love and hoping that they will take that in love is the ultimate goal of the body of Christ. We are called to be truth and light and salt and light to the world, to convey and confess Christ's truth in his word, the Bible, to those who have not heard of Christ. That means we must speak truth. Now, like I said before, the Bible is sharper than a two-edged sword. Scripture tells us it's going to offend people if we speak it in truth. But if we do it in love, then our conscience is clear, regardless of the response of the other person who's hearing the truth. We can say that we did our best to speak truth in love, in grace, and in mercy. Thank you so much for listening to this week's uh, New Christian Podcast. I look forward to bringing you another message next week as we draw close to the Easter season coming up next month. Easter is coming upon us, and we'll be celebrating Christ on Easter. So I look forward to uh, hearing from you. Please don't forget to uh, send a message to me on my social media. Let me know where you're listening to this podcast from. I'd love to hear from you. I really, really would. Have a blessed week. I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm uh, dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter uh, links, links are there, and you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C. My YouTube channel will come up, and you can message me there. 
Uh, and I want to thank you for joining us and have a blessed day. Thank you.